Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. He's Matt Dyson. And so am I. I just thought about that, actually. It must be a nightmare if you don't know what order you're listening to these in, because every week you'd think, oh, have I listened to this one or not? Oh, what, because of the same intro? Because it's the same yeah. intro every time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, it's labelled, isn't it? You know, it's labelled on the podcast. You can sort of see by looking at your phone or whatever device yeah. you're using, I suppose. Yeah, but you know when you're cooking or whatever, you've got your phone in your pocket, you're not quite sure, you're like, oh, sometimes yeah. podcasts skip along to an episode well, you've listened to before. Yeah. Maybe well, we need really. a new catchphrase at the start. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Is it getting a bit tired? Maybe every season we should have a new one, really. Yeah, it was a bit... Uh, You're like a new kit. Yeah, like a <laughs> brand new unveiling. A new kit unveiling. We've got a new catchphrase unveiling at the start of every season. Yeah, perhaps we should. Do get in touch if you've got any ideas. Text us. Oh, no, actually, don't text us because we're not on air when you listen yeah. to this. <laughs> Tweet us at Football. Yeah, all the ultras out there get in touch with your your suggestions and we'll, we can workshop a few on this bit. Absolutely, we? we need a new catchphrase. It can be anything, it can be based on an existing catchphrase, like the one we used at the start of the show, it can just be brand new. But a call and response, ideally, between Dyson and I, and uh, that'd be absolutely lovely. Tweet us at RNR Football. Well, we've got a packed show for you, by the way. Um, an amazing game that we play. One of the biggest debates in the history of the show, Dyson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's two, two big, big everyday items in most households. And, uh, you know, we'll find out which one comes out on top in an unexpected move. They go head to head. And we should let you know this right now. We are joined by one of the greatest sporting icons in the history of this island. World Cup winner, the only man to score a World Cup final hat trick. Sir Jeff Hurst is on the show today. And what a pleasure that was, Dyson. Yeah, he's very good value, wasn't he? Amazing, uh, amazing bits about a, a WhatsApp group that him and his family have. F- fascinating little insight, that. A real gem. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. This fantasy football podcast I'm doing with John Richardson, I'm just terrible at it. I've had people <laughs> this week, I'm doing a lot of gigs at the moment, getting new material ready, people genuinely waiting for me afterwards going, can I just ask, are, are you being deliberately bad at it or are you just really bad at it? I'm like, it's the start of the season. Get off my back, man. Look, there's still time for him to score. You know, he usually comes good. There is actually, there's a corner being whipped in now, but it was cleared. Anyway, nice. apart from this early kickoff, a mm. ton of three o'clock kickoffs in the Premier League, and here to preview them all is Matt Dyson. Yes, the big time superstar headline grabber of the transfer window makes his debut this afternoon. An athlete still at the peak of physical fitness. Some say the greatest the world has ever seen. No, it's not New Forest signing Mohamed Drager, the Tunisian <laughs> fullback. There was another cast off from their what? owner's Greek club Olympiakos. The Reds not in action until tomorrow. I am, of course, talking about the Portuguese blank. Peddler Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> CR7, the living brand. He's taken the squad number off Cavani, probably penalties off Bruno, and he starts on his return to Old Trafford this afternoon. Uh, they can't show it on TV, so stick with rock and roll football to find out how he gets on as soon as the Portuguese wi- uh, winking wind up merchant, careful. careful how I say that, <laughs> fully fledged goat, uh, gets a goal. You'll hear his shameless blanket advert. I hope you like my blankets. Uh, he was. He was Flogging them online a few years ago. Uh, anyway, he may be 36 now, but he's as confident as ever, telling MUTV, I'm here to win. People speak before about the age. They should understand and know that I am different. I'm different from the rest of the people. Positively, Whoa. Zlatan Ibrahimovician in his cockiness. <laughs> And there are loads of exciting-looking three o'clock kickoffs in the Premier League for this this afternoon. All the South American players who didn't travel for the international break have been cleared to play. Those that did go over for the game that never was between Brazil and Argentina are in quarantine. That match abandoned after just six minutes due to the dullest pitch invasion in history. <laughs> Brazilian health officials intervening to stop play. It'll be like Chris Whitty and Jonathan Van Tam invading the pitch at Wembley. They'd probably then run around with the tops off, goading the away fans before being rugby tackled by stewards. Leicester play Man City and look man Adamola look man could make his debut Clever. for the Foxes. Own cardboard cutout hugging beast Mikhail Antonio could become the first player to both score and assist in four consecutive games as inform West Ham go to Southampton 
the two pointless joint bottom clubs take on each other as Norwich travel to Arsenal. Then it's all very alliterative because buoyant Brentford play Brighton and wonderful Watford welcome Wolves. Plus there's Wrexham at home to Woking at the famous old race course ground, of course. I hope you like my blanket. Genius Dyson! Superb! You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. The international break is officially over. Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I always find it a bit dull. I want to get back to Premier League action as soon as possible. But, yeah, it was it was all right. Decent <laughs> win, and then a draw for England. It was okay. Did you like it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of did, but the problem is because I've become obsessed with fantasy Premier League. I'm just yeah. desperate to get off the bottom of the table. So I've got Kane up front. I've captained him, which for those of you who don't play, you get extra points. Yeah, and he's not going to score. He's not going to score. There's three (laughs) minutes left for him to save my life. Oh, I went big on Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, straight into my team. Up front today for Man United. Captained him instead. I love how we suddenly now talk about fantasy football all the time, having hated it in the past. Okay, (laughs) well, let's not not dredge up appalling things that I said just a few months ago. I was a different man then. Yeah, it's Um, changed. I hadn't been invited to present a podcast about it and yeah. is therefore <laughs> deeply ignorant. Matt, Matt and you, rock and roll football. Oh, uh, and yes. you mentioned something earlier, Dyson. About yes. What was it? About, about his blanket. He, uh, <laughs> you know, because like, he doesn't really need the money. I don't know why he does these things, but he, he's often done some weird sort of marketing opportunities in the past. And one was where he sort of did a selfie video wrapped up in a CR7 blanket peddling them online saying you can buy them for like 10 pound a pop for a fleece blanket okay we've got the clip here so this is this is ronaldo selling his blanket listen if you've ever seen qvc bid up tv price drop tv just imagine the skills it takes and listen to this i hope that that you like my blanket (laughs) <laughs> I hope that you like... It sounds like Solskjaer. I hope that you like yeah, my blanket. Yeah, doesn't it, doesn't it? I hope, you, hope that likes my blanket. Oh, they'll be like warm with this. It'll be leaked. It'll be parking at weekend. Do you want to get yourself one of them Grunaldo <laughs> blanket? Well, that, that you like my blanket. <laughs> that you like my blanket. Maybe he'll get, uh, maybe get into Ollie to join him in the selling of the blanket now. They're reunited at Old Trafford, because they used to play together, didn't they, I think? Just, they sort of, they overlapped as uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer ended and Ronaldo started it. Oh, I'll be borrowing that oh. blanket, <laughs> I said to Ronaldo, I said, uh, Chuffy Necker's like, you know, come up here with me over, so we'll, we'll blow in a gale and uh, borrow as you blanket, I'm on an ilkly more barter. That's such terrible. I mean, would you? Um, do you have a favourite blanket? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. I don't like blankets, really. I mean, why not? I, I, I just don't use them. I don't need them. They're like they're like cushions on sofas. Blankets, like they're just to get in the way. Really, I'd rather just have a plain sofa. Um, but I just. Why are you a big fan of blankets? Oh, <laughs> I've got a favourite blanket, definitely. Yeah, have you? Oh, yeah, really? yeah. It? It's kind of like a double blanket, so it's like two oh. sewn together. So it's like, but like with a gap in the middle. If you know what I mean, you know, you could you could pull a gap in it. Now, it, it, nice. it, it's basically rather than just like one layer of blankets, two layers of blankets stitched together all nice. around. Keep you warm. Yeah. It? yeah. So it's basically yeah. like a duvet cover that you couldn't open, but made when, a blanket. When do you use said blanket? <laughs> when I am said cold. <laughs> uh, you know, in the evenings now, huddling up on the city, watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> in my special soft blanket. Yeah, everyone has a favourite blanket. <laughs> Surely they I, do. I, I, I mean, I, I really don't, so, but maybe they do. Okay, well, text there. us on 8, 12, 15 <laughs> and tell us. It might not be a favourite blanket. Maybe it's a favourite cushion. But effectively, the comfort blanket thing, I think, follows you into adulthood. There's something that you like to have nearby. There must be something. Do you have a favourite spot on the sofa or a fav- favourite armchair? Um, I used to have a favourite armchair. We've got rid of it now. But, yeah, I do <laughs> tend to sit in the same place on the sofa. Why did you get rid of it? Uh, it was really old and battered. It was one of those sort of brown leather ones, really nice, but just too old and tatty, you know. Nothing was coming out of it. So, yeah, we had to get rid. OK, well, Dyson doesn't understand the appeal of home comforts like cushions and blankets. <laughs> Tell us about your favourite household item. Maybe it's a favourite mug. 
but something. Maybe it's like a little bowl that you eat your crisps out of. Do you have a, do you have a D- Dyson's bowl? Do you have a treat bowl? Um, I use a different bowl every time. I really, I, I don't know, I don't get attached to things, obviously. <laughs> you know, I'll just use whatever bowl's available. Okay, but you're not like, oh, but you wouldn't use like, well, no, that can't be, you wouldn't use a salad bowl for Rice Krispies, would you? <laughs> okay, no. I mean, I'll use the appropriate bowl for the appropriate snack. So, yeah, a cereal bowl and maybe... Matt, you're eating yoghurt a- out of the washing up bowl. <laughs> well, I use any bowl that's available. Uh, didn't you hear me on the radio? <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'll be in my dressing gown rather than a blanket. Perhaps that's it. So, tell us about the dressing gown. Uh, it's wet. Well, it's like it's... Uh, it's wet? Those, it's, it's, no, it's not wet. No, oh. it's very dry. It's one of those Marks & Spencer's uh, blue, sort of fleecy, I'd say. It's fleecy. Oh, nice. Soft. Yeah, very soft. Uh, very big, you know. And, uh, yeah, very comfortable. I like okay. It. Yeah. And y- y- you'd have something on a- underneath that, right? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> and what would that be? Uh, just some boxes. That's, that's it, generally. <laughs> and are they Sorry. what, like white, tight Calvin Klein sort of looking sort of normal sort of poor, uh, woebegotten, straggly <laughs> things you've had since <laughs> your student days? <laughs> How dare you? No, they've long gone. Uh, <laughs> long gone. No, there's some nice. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, Farrah boxer briefs generally is the ones I've got at the moment. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. the image we conjured up when you said dressing. And I imagined quite a rough toweling one that had like, you know, paint on it. Oh, and then, um, oh, and if I imagined boxer shorts, yeah, I'd have imagined like, you know, just straggly, a straggly affair with yeah. perished elastic. <laughs> but no, Farrah and a lovely yeah, soft yeah. Marks and Spencer's number. Yeah, I'm, I'm living it large, aren't I? Yeah, well, in really a way, <laughs> a, a dressing gown is just a blanket that you put your yes, arms in. Yes, it is, isn't it, really? Yeah, blanket with holes for the arms, yeah. And do you have a favourite duvet cover? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, my uh, my Superman one. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, I'll just... Do, I'll just whatever's available, whatever's clean. I just... Maybe I'm the only one who has this, but I like having, like, a favourite blanket. I, I, I find it... Enveloping myself in it makes me feel well, kind I mean, of uh, calm. I mean, the nation, the nation has spoken, and they've said, we don't have a favourite blanket, pretty much, haven't they? On the text, I mean... <laughs> I don't think... That's not how I interpret it. So, text us, 8, 12, 15. If you have a favourite blanket, tell us why it's so favourite. Maybe it's the smell of it. Oh! Mm, and on right, that, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to come back in a second, but I have a great tip in that wheelhouse... Uh, well, oh, yeah. Don't go anywhere. Brace yourself. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Some people like blankets. <laughs> Sarah has been in touch. <laughs> I have a favourite blanket that I use every night. It is fluffy and it makes me feel safe. And it's cosy. It's a Harry Potter blanket. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. I've okay. got a special Christmas blanket. Have you? Oh, of course you have. You've got everything Christmas in your flat, haven't you? Yeah, it's kind of like fleece on one side and then a, and then a printed picture of Santa on the other side. And my girlfriend says it's appalling, but she's yeah. always very keen on it when it's Christmas. Ah, uh, right, OK, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want it any other time, would you? It would look a bit weird taking it down the park in the summer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't take it to the park in the winter, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Wrap it in my enough. favourite blanket and just go and sit <laughs> in the park. Seems a lot of people have favourite mugs, though. Um, they do indeed. Lots of people are saying they prefer mugs to blankets. It's the classic age-old argument, mug or blanket. Mug or blanket! Favorite? Yes, we're going to play it! <laughs> Text us now! 8, 12, 15! What do you prefer, mug or blanket? The whole of human civilization has led us to this, the apex of debate. From the ancient Greeks, this is what, this is what they had in mind. Text us yeah. now, 8, 12, 15, do you prefer a mug or a blanket? Oh, my word. Brilliant. <laughs> um, now, Kevin from Adelston says, This mm. is my tea mug. It has collected tea stains over time. It gets washed every time it's used, but never scrubbed, as the stain oh. enhances the tea flavour. I Ugh. leave a tea bag in for five minutes. My girlfriend <sighs> thinks I'm disgusting. <laughs> and we'll put bleach in it when I'm not watching. Oh. No, hopefully not when you're drinking from it. No. To yeah. clean it. <laughs> yeah. Bleaching wow. tea cups, by the way, and mugs... Uh, <laughs> 
once you no. do that, you damage the enamel and you make staining more likely. Just a bit of elbow grease, hot water and some detergent yeah. should lift those harder yeah. stains. I sort of like the idea of leaving the old stains, just adding that extra level of flavour, just through pure stain. Isn't that what, you like, um, top chefs do with their woks? They just give it a wipe. Yes, but they don't, like, you're right. Yeah, it. they do. They don't properly clean it. They don't scour it, do they? You know what? <laughs> Keep we the flavour in. <laughs> I did it the other week and I'd made some uh, tofu. Mm-hmm. I both sat there eating it. I was like, oh, it's a bit salty, isn't it? I mean, maybe there's something up with the thing. And I just realised I hadn't washed the pan properly last time I'd made a stir-fry. And it was basically just thick with soy sauce. Oh. So then I'd reused it and then soy last had just... Last soy. But I was oh. like, I might do that more often. It tasted great. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, depth of flavour, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I, and I said, look, this is the sort of thing that Michelin look very <laughs> kindly upon. <laughs> so I know what I'm doing. But, if, by the way, if you have any tips like that, uh, if you use old pot, <laughs> pots with stains to, to enhance the flavour, let us know your tips. But fundamentally, today is the big debate. Mug or blanket? And a reminder that instead of the Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club, we now play Glory Hunters. We decided to start supporting Wrexham after a public vote. They are undefeated so far in the league. Here's a reminder of the story so far. During lockdown, you know, uh, kind of everyone was looking for a project and um, lots of people decided to bake sourdough bread or learn, you know, (laughs) Chinese on Duolingo and Rob decided to buy a football club. (laughs) Well, it's really exciting. And and Humphrey, please, consider rock and roll football your media platform. Yeah, Sam Dalby has scored for Southend in the (sighs) National League. Uh, Wrexham currently losing, which is not good. If they lose today, that means we'll be following Southend. Yeah, it's not a great swap, is it? Carnage in the National League! What a turnaround. While we were talking, they actually went 2-0 down. (laughs) But then, two minutes later, Wrexham got an equaliser. Angus, who tapped it home, French crossed it in, perfume and steak, says the Wrexham (laughs) Twitter feed. Unbeaten run will continue. So exciting! Well, we are minutes away from kick-off, Dyson. Do you think Wrexham can do it again today? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's like I think it's about 7th versus 8th, so they're pretty much level pegging at how these two teams are getting on in the National League this afternoon. So I fancy Wrexham with home advantage at the racecourse ground uh, to do pretty well against Woking. I think they can beat Woking, surely. We would all hope so, uh, but apart from our dear listeners in Woking. And indeed, yes. if Woking win, then we're supporting you. So that's the great thrill of Glory Ooh. Hunters. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. But mug or blanket has kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> has it? Has it? Yeah, it has. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, what is the ratio at the moment? I think a mug's ahead, pretty much. You mug. <laughs> you never get. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's another reason, isn't it? You never hear someone get called a blanket as a as, a, no, as an offence. True, actually. Offensive yeah, term yeah. in a company field. New blanket. You absolute blanket. <laughs> Listen to me, you blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if blanket wins, then we have to get in touch with Nick Love and all of the Cockney filmmakers and instruct <laughs> them on behalf of the public to swap out <laughs> mug as an insult and change it for blanket. Tom Corbett has tweeted us. He says, I have a weighted blanket, a spot at the table, an eating chair, a TV chair, a cup for tea, a cup for coffee, a cup for posh coffees, and one for cup Ooh, of soup. Oh, nice. I like the differentiates between the coffees. That's, that's nice. Uh, a weighted blanket. What, what's that? I mean, what is that? Like, wait, like you can't get up when you've got it on you if you're lying on the sofa. What's going on there? Yeah, I guess it may be, you know, like weighted curtains, if you, if you ever go to the theatre. Right, it's really heavy. Yeah, so they really stick flush to the floor, yeah. But why would you have, what is a weighted blanket? <laughs> <laughs> Text us on 8, 12, That's a real you know. bad insult. Oh, you absolute weighted blanket, you. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> you weighted one. blanket. Um, <laughs> but I, I understand the difference in having a cup for tea and coffee, although he's got a separate cup for everything you would need a cup for. I yeah. totally understand why you wouldn't have a cup of tea in your cup of soup mug. Yes, I agree with that. You don't want that tomato pulling sense. through, do you? No, no. How do you take your uh, tea? Uh, milk, two sugars, and a bit of tomato ketchup, please. Yeah, and some croutons on top, please. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what though? You know how when you have a um, hot chocolate now, it comes. Uh, yeah. You can't just have a normal hot chocolate. It has to be pumped full of marshmallows and thick cream. Yeah, with thick whipped cream. Yeah. Why don't we do? 
sweet croutons for a cup of tea. I, I, I'm on the same page as you, like little chopped up bits of like digestive biscuit <gasps> that, 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 that have some sort of glaze on them so they maintain their crunch despite floating on top of your cup of yes. tea. Yes. That would yes. be amazing. Yes. Ah, yes. Betty's Tea Rooms, are you listening? We are pitching <laughs> this to you directly, or indeed any other tea room chain or indie. We are talking sweet floating detritus oh, for teas yes. and coffees. I'll have a cup of tea with uh, croutons, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For too long, <laughs> cup of soup and hot chocolate have had the monopoly on floating yeah. edible stuff. <laughs> Today, oh. that changes. We've had a text here saying, the guy with the Christmas blanket is one sorry, sad B-word. Dumping girl. (laughs) That was me you're talking about. That's me. That's me and my feelings. The guy. The guy. The guy with the Christmas blanket is one sorry, sad (laughs) B-word. Come on. That's not on. That's not on. Be nice, people. Come on. I tell you what we are getting, actually. Conversely, from the very sharp end, we're also getting people trying to bring these things together. Pat from Sonny Hull says, a blanket Ooh. with a handhold for your mug would be excellent. Oh, what's that? would be great. Like a holder, like a pocket that you could hold the mug in? Is it sturdy enough? Or, or just like a uh, hold to put your arm through so that your arm doesn't your have arm to fully through, come yeah. out. Again, I mean, that's just a dressing gown, isn't it? I mean, that, that's pretty much dressing gown, I think. Yeah, or you, there's just like a, a blanket, so you still get the freedom of movement. I mean, this really does sound Ooh. like the Brexit debate. But you, you, yeah. get the, <laughs> you get to put your arm through the hole, maybe just like a treat hole. In fact, yeah. what you could do is actually <laughs> put it over your head, put your mouth to it, and your friend or partner could just pour treats through the hole directly into your mouth, so your face so stays warm. So it's like a poncho, but with the arms free to move around, is it? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, I think okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Yeah, lovely. Uh, meanwhile, Karate Kevin from Wokington uh, says, uh, uh, "From uh, my Pantera Hell Patrol mug is my favourite. I don't even own a blanket." So, I mean, a lot of people saying they don't own blankets. I mean, that is certainly coming across this afternoon. Currently, on the big vote on the poll on rock and roll football, uh, mug or blanket, mug is winning with sixty percent of the vote. <sighs> It's a landslide so far for Mug. Can Blanket pull it back? Karate Kevin doesn't own a blanket. Yeah, I know. Amazing, isn't it? The thing is, though, these, these martial arts guys, they'd end up fashioning it into some nunchucks or something. I don't think they're allowed to have blankets, are they, people who do karate? No. Because they'd fashion it into something that they can be weaponised against their yeah, house friends. Make a, some sort of makeshift nunchucks out of a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I was really up, up, excited and upbeat about today's football, and, uh, and it's been a bit of a damp squib so far. Rex and Woking is nil nil as well, but thank the Lord that we have Mug versus Blanket. Um, <laughs> Lloyd in Blackwood makes a very good point. Mug, only because nobody has a work blanket. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. But people do well. have a special mug at work. Yes, they do, they do. That's a good point, yeah. So blankets trailing in the wake of the mugs at the moment, the mug army. I mean, I guess at a workplace it'd be pretty strange if someone was like, someone use my blanket! (laughs) You'd be like, (laughs) what sort of workplace is this? Yeah, yeah. You didn't mention this at the interview stage? (laughs) If if you worked at a nursery, that might happen, I don't know, but yeah. Fair point. You've made a very, very good point there. (laughs) Lloyd in Blackwood. Hear the truth from Matt Dyson's lips. Some places do have. Now, uh, some people um, sending in just tips. If you put sharp sand in your mug and work the sand around with your hand, it takes the stain out of the mug. Oh, no no need need for bleach. No need for bleach. And if you have a pestle and mortar, that's the way to clean it as well, is just to put salt in there and and crush the grains around. Oh, no, rice, rice, rice. Rice, rice, baby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, you see this other tip that came through as well um, from Suzanne in Southampton: um, uh, never ever wash a Yorkshire pudding tin. Um, the blacker the better. Just melt the lard until smoking and add the batter. So you never wash it. I mean, surely there's going to be like old crusty bits of Yorkshire pudding in there that, that will go manky. Hang at the on. Time. Run that past me. Just pick it up from around the lard stage. Okay, add just melt lard until smoking and add batter. Smoking lard! Sounds like something like an old detective would say. (laughs) Smoking lard, I think we've got our man. (laughs) Have you ever smoked lard? (laughs) No. I don't think you meant to smoke it, I. (laughs) That would really do some damage to your lungs, wouldn't it? Have you ever had lard? 
Um, I think uh, I've never eaten it in its pure form. My grandma used to put dripping on bread, and that's basically lard, and it just spread it on like butter. Yeah. Um, I, I never ate it. I never indulged. No. Yeah, I used it instead of butter once in my student days. Yeah. Oh, oh I went through a lard phase. So, so. Oh, we all went through a lard phase. Just don't inhale. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, don't put it in your nose. Crikey. Although it'd probably be quite an effective barrier against pollen. So, um, but then yeah, you just you true. just have sort of meat dripping down the back of you. Ugh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so the the mug versus blanket debate will rage on. Um, but Cristiano Ronaldo is probably. Did he start today? Yeah, he started up front, yeah, straight in. Straight he has in, no began, so he has made his debut again for Manchester United. But it's not on telly, um, no. because it wasn't one of the scheduled fixtures, and that's the way life goes, so we will keep you updated on that game. But Dyson, uh, and uh, text us about this as well, 8, 12, 15. What were you, were you ever banned from watching anything as a kid? Um, yeah, oh right, banned because it was uh, sort of offensive. I, I don't think I was banned from watching it. I did once have to take um, a, a VHS back to my local video shop because they'd lent me Fatal Attraction when I was about 13 <laughs> years on, old. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've really put the blame on the shop there. Did you ask <laughs> well, for Fatal Attraction? Well, I, 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 I hired Fatal Attraction. Took it home <gasps> How old were you? I was about thirteen, I think, and I think it was a 15. dirty boy. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. No, it was like a, it's like a thriller, isn't it? It's a Mate, that thriller. would be an eighteen now. <laughs> fatal attraction. It might even been an eighteen, to be fair. But my mum made me take it back. So embarrassing. And did but, you get to watch it? <laughs> no. Well, later on in life, but not there. Not there in that. <laughs> Years later, and how did it feel? <laughs> it felt great. I mean, it's a really good film. It's a really scary <laughs> film. My wife, though, said she she was banned from watching Neighbours and Home and Away as a child because her. Her mum thought that they'd start like talking with upspeak and like adopting Australian accents. So oh, she never watched with an inflection. Home and away, yeah, yeah. So we like weren't allowed that, to watch yeah. it because our we mum thought it to... gives an inflection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then we watched That's it, it. Yeah. Yeah. and we got one and anyway. The... And now we can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bandles maybe the wrong thing. But what weren't you allowed to watch? Maybe there's still stuff you're not allowed to watch now. Listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. We're delighted to be joined by the most successful England footballer of all time, the only man to score a World Cup final hat trick, Sir Jeff Hurst. Jeff, welcome to Absolute Radio. Hello, thank you for having us here. It feels so surreal to be talking to you, Jeff, particularly after the summer we had, where it felt we got closer than we'd ever got to um, reaching that pinnacle again of actually winning a major tournament. How did it feel for you to be at Wembley watching England in a final again? Absolutely brilliant. I was interviewed just before the game and they said I was so excited. It's, I, was more, I said I was more excited um, watching, starting to watch this game than I was in the World Cup final. I was, <laughs> like everybody else in the country, I'm a fan and I was just as thrilled to be there just prior to the game. And of course, getting to the final was fantastic. What um, Gareth's done with the squad and the team has been brilliant over the last few years. Semi-final in, in 2018 in the World Cup, final of the Euros. And you've only not got to look too far back when you see some of the huge disappointments we've had. You know, Iceland, Brazil, two qualifying games and out. I mean, it's been basically shocking. And they, the, the fans have united with the team now. And we've got probably, arguably the, the best bunch of young players, the number of young players good young players we've had for some time. So the prospects uh, going forward are, should be very rosy because these players are, uh, t- between about 21 and 27 years of age can only get better. And so we all hopeful it's, it's going to get this run continues. It must be so surreal for you because obviously there was Euro 96 and the semi-finals against the Germans. It was only 30 years after you'd um, beaten the Germans in, in the final in 66. But for this final to be at Wembley, that's a rare thing. For you know, it's fifty-five years since we got to the final, and for it to be at Wembley, and I know it's the new Wembley, so it's not like you're walking out of the old building. But Wembley Way's still there. Was it? Was there something different about watching England this time? I mean, obviously you've been to so many England games at Wembley, there so many near misses. Was there something particularly special about watching them in a final, effectively in the same place that that you conquered? Well, I think it was extra special because it was the end of the lockdown for fans being able to watch the game. And as we've seen in a lot of sporting events over recent weeks, uh, fans of, of snooker and every other fan of every sport 
go absolutely bananas to be out together. And I think the voice, you know, I watched the snooker competition the, 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 and there wasn't everybody, that wasn't a full house at snooker. Yet the noise coming, emanating from that room, it was twice as, as loud as they've heard it. And it was just the same. To have 60,000 people got at a game uh, out of lockdown was obviously absolutely fantastic on top of the fact we've reached a final of a, of a uh, major European competition. What's your assessment of Gareth Southgate? Obviously, I mean, in a way, there's no denying it. He is the most successful England manager after Alf Ramsey, uh, the most successful manager for 55 years. There have been a lot of different people in between, some very successful, very talented men have, have, have led England and perhaps underachieved. Um, what do you make of his style and, and the way he, he has England playing? Well, his style, if you use that as a word, his style is he's a very good man-manager. And more difficult today, you deal with the press a lot more than Sir Alf Ramsey would have had to do. So how he handles the press, how straightforward and honest he is. And you, can, you understand when you watch a group of players play on the field, be interviewed after the game, even the subs celebrating, jumping on the backs of the players when they score a goal or win a game, illustrates very clearly you've got a, a guy in charge who that group of young players have the utmost respect and... and admiration for so you nobody can say enough speaking of highly about what Gareth has done in the last uh, few years it's is absolutely brilliant and it reflects clearly on how the players uh, you can see and the togetherness for a team at international football is probably the most important aspect of a team international team being successful at uh, international level it's a really good point, actually, thinking about the difference in the media commitments that players have to do now compared to in your day. I mean, after the final in 66, how many interviews did you have to give? One. I don't know. <laughs> That's incredible. Maybe one. Well, I, I famously, as, as you may or may not know, but um, you have to ask your granddad about this. I, uh, after the game, I did what I did on every Sunday after a game of football on a Saturday. I went home and, and cut the grass and cleaned my, I think it was a... A Morris 1100, grey Morris 1100. And uh, I, I honestly can't remember having, giving any interviews. Um, there's a famous story of Alf Ramsey. The newspapers went round his on a Sunday to have some further comments about the victorious team. And he, I think he answered the door by saying, sorry, not today. Sunday is my day off. Um, I, you're laughing. I, I laugh with huge amusement and amazement on the Times uh, I played in, uh, which I always call the medieval times, uh, particularly the the, uh, the the media coverage is now is is a thousand times bigger than it was in in our time. Quite remarkable. And do you still talk to the the members of the sixty six squad? Is is there a sixty six WhatsApp group? I don't think so. I did. I, I, I no. I, I don't. Sorry. What what what's WhatsApp? I don't quite understand that. Um, <laughs> It's like um, an older generation. What's a WhatsApp? It's like um, a phone, isn't it? Is that a phone you've got? I've got one of those, yes. So it's like a phone, but WhatsApp is like a messaging app. So it's like texting a whole load of people all at the same time. Well, we've got, well, in our own family, family bands where we, you know, messages and phone and photographs of each other. Yeah. Within our own immediate family, that's, that's our, called our family bands. So we do have those, yes. We do have those. Nothing outside that... Uh, I don't do much on, on social media. I do have a young lady who looks after my account, but I probably could do a, a lot more. You're talking to an older generation here who doesn't too. I'm not too bad. I managed to get this program on, on Zoom on my, my computer. So I am, I, I do online banking. So I am sort of moving on, moving on, moving on. But do the, do the, do the remaining members of the 66 team stay in touch? Uh, not, not so much now. I think, um, uh, sadly, there's only four remaining. Uh, I hadn't spoken to Sir Bobby uh, when it was announced. Lady Norma announced that he was suffering from from Alzheimer's. George coming a little bit, uh, probably a, a tiny bit more contact with George. Uh, Roger's Roger Hunt's our wives speak a little bit uh, from time to time, but not as much. Sadly, it all we used to have our golf days regularly for a long, long time, which sadly stopped around five or six years ago because of, a, of obviously the declining numbers of the squad. Yes, I mean, it's so sad, isn't it? Because you're all such iconic figures. It's almost like you're the Beatles, really, in football terms for, for England. You're the greatest team that ever lived. Yes, it's great to be part of that and, and great memories of the, the players I played with and sadly their, their passing. 
and particularly during the pandemic, quite frankly, it's been, you know, quite a number of, of, of past during this, this period. So it's, uh, that's been uh, very difficult to, to deal with, sadly. But life, but life, you know, very much when you get to an age, and I use the term, it's a lottery on what you, how long you can, you've only got to look at life as a whole. Um, my wife goes to the grave where my daughter's buried and, you know, you see kids' tombstones there, you know, five, six years of age. So you go, it's a wide-ranging uh, thing about life and, and death. And it is important to, re- to remember those that passed and, and you're doing work with Sue Ryder at the moment um, for uh, these Walk to Remember events, which is an important way to, to remember and to cherish the people that aren't here anymore. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I've been involved with Sue Ryder for obvious reasons. And we all deal with the grief in uh, many different ways, quite, quite honestly. So, but Walk to Remember is a, is a great fundraising event which help people walk in memory of someone doing something that works for them and their own personal journey through, through grief. And if you want to sign up to Walk to Remember, which is in uh, October, you go on to uh, suerider.org forward slash walk to remember. And you can walk 5K, 10K, or any distance you can manage. And a lot of, I mean, 70% of the British public have a special place they visit to remember someone who's died. 60% visit their, their special place once a month. 95% of people will visit at least once a year to remember someone who's died. And so this walk to remember is a very important thing. And of course, very importantly, to, to raise funds for this fantastic uh, charity, which I've been involved with some, for some time. For a lot of people, it'll be a football stadium. And I remember my, my first season to get with my granddad. And whenever I go, I'm a Forest supporter. Whenever I go to the city ground, whenever I what sit club? in the Manchester. Sorry, what club was that? Sorry. Nottingham Forest. Just kidding, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Me. No, carry on, go on. <laughs> but whenever I go there, I remember him. And it's, you know, for, I think for a lot of people, football is often for lads and dads. That's a lot of your special memories with your loved ones are at stadiums. Oh, absolutely. I, I talked to so many uh, fans from the Hammers and they talked to me about the first time they watched the Hammers play during particularly the older generation who remember the first time that they watched Hammers play when I was playing on, on a regular basis. I get obviously contact from uh, from sport and from Hammers fans particularly. So everybody's got their special place they want to remember, or want to visit or a special time they want to talk about. And that's one of the great things about this Walk to Remember uh, charity with Sue Ryder that's happening in October. There are, there are special places. There are also interesting places. And you ended up before the final this year, Jeff, on top of the London Eye. And I just thought, <laughs> that must have been the most petrified experience of your life. It wasn't too bad. My wife was absolutely totally against it. In fact, my wife's a very private person. She doesn't like me doing anything stupid in public uh, all the time. So I get that. But I decided I was going to do it. I wasn't too bad. You, you're totally secure. You have... Um, you can't see the harness under my Red England shirt. You have a safety expert there's on top. Um, I wasn't too bad. Uh, the, the big difficulty, there's quite a narrow entrance and exit to get onto the roof of, of the pod. And I got stuck. It's so narrow. My, my knee got stuck on the actual entrance or, or exit, if you like, on that pod. And I've damaged, I think I damaged the top of my knee trying to get, get up there. But I eventually got the hang of it. Um, with the help of the two, and I had to do it twice because we had to do two shots, one with a helicopter running around and one at a <gasps> building of the same height. So I had, I had to take all this stuff off, take all the equipment down and do it again facing the other way against a tall building, which is a similar level to the pod uh, on land. So, but it, it, it was quite good and um, interesting and people have found it very amusing. One or two people have said were aghast, but it, physically it wasn't too bad. I, um, there are worse things I've experienced probably than standing on top of the London night. But a fairly iconic sort of shot, particularly as there's only been six people, I think, including, I think Mo Farah was the first. Only been half a dozen oh. people that have been on top of it. So that's quite an illustrious company to be in. This has been a real honour. Um, the work you're doing with Sue Ryder is superb. Obviously, you're, you have a special place in our hearts for your wonderful achievements with England. Thank you so much. Matt, thanks for your time. It's fantastic. <laughs> It came in just before half-time, but a massive goal in the National League. Oh, have they scored? Sorry, have they scored? Have they scored? For about an hour to figure it out. Yes, Wrexham are 1-0 up thanks to Davies on the 40th minute. 
yes, it didn't come up on my vidi printer. Sorry, I didn't see it. Oh, we'll have to get that looked <laughs> well, at for you, that yeah, absolute we'll radio rock and roll football vidi yeah, printer. Yeah, oh, no. I have seen uh, the Ronaldo goal now, though. It was just a tapping. Well, bad. you know, it came yeah, out to me. He's done well from there, you know, <laughs> Gary. Yeah. Greenwood's had a shot from the edge of the box, uh, deflected off the keeper, and he's tapped it in. So, it still yeah, takes a lot great. of composure to finish yeah, like that. Yeah, it can be true. the hardest, you know, if you haven't played the game. And what a revelation that Jeff Hurst has a family bants WhatsApp group as Absolutely well. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. What a gentleman. takeaway, wasn't it? Yeah. Lovely fella. Uh, we're talking about, as uh, the Manchester United game is not being televised today, which, you know, if it's not there to be televised, just because Ronaldo's playing, it doesn't mean we've got divine right to change the rules. No. Um, but we haven't, as a nation, been allowed to watch it. So we're asking you, what are the things you weren't, or indeed still aren't allowed to watch? Text us on 8-12-15. Mine was the A-team. Oh. My mum banned me from watching it for years because it would make me violent. <laughs> oh, it made you violent. I'd like tip wow. the you know the coffee table over and dive behind the oh, chair. Right, made me yeah. hyperactive. I start making weapons out of things lying around the house. Yeah, yes, I made a blowtorch out of some <laughs> toilet roll and uh, <laughs> crashed through the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was always mine. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Although my mum let us watch Baywatch, and like you watch it back now, and you think, well. Yeah, it's pretty sexy was... stuff, Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, but but it didn't make you violent, and that was the main thing. So you can see, you know, you know, you don't want you running around fighting and causing trouble all over the house. Just you, while well, you just watching Pamela Anderson, that's fine. You stay there and be quiet, won't you? Yeah. I mean, I think at that age, I, I was more transfixed by David. Ho- um, what's his name? David. David Hoff. Hoff. <laughs> David Hoffmeister. Hoff. David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. That's it. I was like David Hoffman. That doesn't sound right. I forgot his yeah, name. The Hoff. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm getting old. That's what's happening now. Oh, David Hoff something. What's his face? What's his face? Think of me. He was great Hoff. in Night Rider, wasn't he? Oh, he was great, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't banned from watching that, I was banned from watching the A-Team. Yeah, just the A-Team. I suppose it was quite violent, really, yeah. We've had some texts in already. Um, someone says, Top Gun, Dawson's Creek and Beverly Hills 90210 were all deemed too risky. Hang on, hang on, Dawson's Creek? Dawson's Creek seems fairly gentle for you. I get Top Gun it? and Beverly Hills. Top Gun is w- wartime air-based drama. Mm, yeah. uh, Beverly Hills 90210, I mean, I, I, I get that. Kind of a slightly, but Dawson's Creek was just wet, kind of teens, wasn't it? Just like soppy. Yeah. I have feelings. Oh, do you have feelings for me? I think I do, but I don't know if I want to talk about these feelings. That was basically every week, couldn't it? Yeah. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I mean, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. No, I didn't either. I remember the girls Um, at school liked it and the boys didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My wife still fancies the guy from it. What was his name? Jesse Jackson. No, that's the reference. Jesse. (laughs) Reverend Jesse Jackson. Jesse, what was his name? She used to have posters on her wall of Jesse Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) She was really into socialist American (laughs) preachers. What? Hang on a second. Jesse something from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, he's been in something recently. The The Affair. affair. He was was brilliant in that. The Affair recently. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Opposite Ruth Wilson and Dominic Wilson. Dominic. No, I'm getting everyone's names wrong. What? Dominic Dominic West and Ruth Wilson. Calvin Lewin. No. Dominic Calvin Lewin. (laughs) What has happened to me? What has happened to me, Dyson? I think you need a coffee. Okay, I'm going to go away and get a coffee and (laughs) ring NHS Direct. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I mean, I remember at primary school, I used to think my mum was strict. Looking back, I think it was just fairly normal. There were so many kids, and this is at primary school, I'm talking like eight, nine, ten years old, that were just allowed to watch films that were rated 18 all oh, the time. Yeah. I know, yeah. Like, go around really his house, you're allowed to watch 18s. I was like, what? And they'd have like yeah. Chucky Child's play, The Terminator. You're, like, yeah. you're not meant to watch it at that. I would come back home like with PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> These video yeah. nasties. I was like, oh my yeah. God, what have I just seen? I know, yeah. There was always kids at school that watched films that were inappropriate for them. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just responsible parenting to stop that, isn't it? You know, surely. Yeah, but I mean, what, what, do you remember like the first, how old were you, do you reckon, when you saw a film that you shouldn't have watched? Like, when we're talking like 18 rated, not a 15. 15's a pretty tame, and this is like, by 1980 standards. Most 15's back then will be 18's now. 
Yes. Uh, I seem to remember watching some scary horror films that freaked me out. In fact, my dad um, showed me... Uh, what was it? I think uh, no, I think it was Amityville Horror potentially. Oh, that is first. absolutely and appalling. That is really scary. The music I still think every so time I scary. see a fly now, I still remember that. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, was, <gasps> I saw a lot of horror films too early. Also, the fly with Jeff Goldblum. I still oh, think yes. of that. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, me. parts yeah, of it. Yeah. Are dis- it's not just that they're scary; they're disgusting. You're like, why? <laughs> why am I? Even as a kid, I was like, I'm too young to be watching this. Yeah, and The Shining was another one. <gasps> that sat, sat me and my brothers <gasps> down. But my brothers were older than me, so they were fine. But um, I was <laughs> too young. I was about, I was about ten, maybe, and I watched The Shining, and that stayed with me for a long time. Yes! <laughs> a goal in the Premier League, Newcastle United! It's an equaliser to rain on Ronaldo's parade. Who'd have thought it? Newcastle back in it, making it one all now at Manchester United. I should just say, all the other games are goalless still. I mean, there's nothing else going on apart from that Manchester United game. And you know who scored? Is a player called Manquilo. Oh, I signed uh, for my <laughs> FPL team because it sounded like Tranquilo, Tranquilo from yeah. uh, Narcos. And then yeah. I sold him! Javier Manquillo, the go- an unlikely goal scorer, it has to be said. Manquillo, but- Manquillo. <laughs> as soon as you sold him, he suddenly become good. It's funny, that, isn't it? It's, like you're, it's like you're cursing players. I tell you what my video nasties are these days. Match of the day! <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. As Cristiano Ronaldo's debut today is not being televised, I think you should watch it on things like Match of the Day, um, but it's not being carried live on the British Isles, oh. or not in the UK. We're, we're asking about things you weren't or aren't allowed to watch. Now, we had Jeff Hurst on the show earlier. This story is going to break your heart. Gareth has been in touch. It's bleak. <laughs> says, my dad wasn't allowed to watch the World Cup final in 1966. <laughs> Because his stepmom, stepmom told him he needed to chop wood for the fire. Every time <laughs> he told him he was being mean as children, he'd tell us we didn't know the meaning of the word. Oh, That's appalling. She sounds like the evil stepmom from Cinderella, making count on that day of all days. The World no, Cup we, final. We need some wood. It was the summer as well. It really happened in the summer. It was yeah. really warm. <laughs> like, you know, that is awful. Do you know the worst thing about that is it would be bad enough to be penalised watching, you know, not being allowed to watch a big game of a team you supported. But that is the most famous game in the history of English yeah. football. It's, it's the, the game we talk about more than anything else, even those of us who were born, like, 30 years after it. Imagine the torture of that. You'd right. hear it every day. Yeah. Every day oh. someone is talking about 1966. You'd never get over you? it. Chopping wood. Was at the bottom back. of the yard, chopping damp wood in the pouring rain. <laughs> oh, resenting horrible. my stepmother. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another goal in the Premier League in the oh, WW Derby. Yes, Wolves have gone one up against Watford in the WW Derby. It's an own goal for Sierra Alta. Uh, Francisco Sierra Alta, uh, an own goal in the 74th minute. Um, Sheffield United, by the way, in the championship, are beating Peterborough 5-1, which is uh, banging the goals at Bramall Lane this afternoon. Uh, also, Celtic beating Ross County 2-0 after Rangers got a 2-1 win against St. Johnston in the early game in Scotland. And Wrexham and our glory hunters. Mm. Wrexham are still winning 1-0. Since still we winning. started championing yes. them, they've done very, very well indeed. What a run we're on. All the way to the Football League. Here we go. Texas on 8, 12, 15. If there's still things you weren't allowed to watch. And wh- what was the youngest you reckon you watched a- a- an 18 that you weren't allowed to see? <laughs> and what was it? Jane in Barnsley has been in touch. My grandma made me watch Salem's Lot when I was 12. <laughs> made me? You must watch made. this horrible horror film. <laughs> Aren't grandparents meant to be the ones who are stopping you watching it? Now you come here and sit yeah. down. I want you to watch something with me. Oh, is it one of those boring black and white films, Grandma? Yeah, no, it's yeah. Stephen King's Salem's Lot. <laughs> what? Oh, back in my day, we'd watch horror films all the time. Yeah, toughens you up, doesn't it? You'll make a, make a man or a woman out of you. Salem's <laughs> Lot, a pet cemetery. Remember that? Oh yeah, that was that scary. That road. <laughs> yeah, was that it was some sort of punishment, like, from the grandma? Right, that's it, I've had enough, you're watching Salem's Lot, and then you're going straight to bed. <laughs> that's nightmares. a really good point, <laughs> What a terrible punishment, a sort of punishment beyond <laughs> the awake yeah. realm. 
so yeah, hard you're going to get punished in your sleep by yeah. your own mind. Oh, deep. Youch. Now, Paul from Liverpool's been in touch. The things he wasn't allowed to watch. Now, I was going to say Dragon Ball Z, but for some reason... Uh, is it Dragon Ball Z? Is that what Dragon it's called? Ball... Is it Dragon Balls? Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe... No, maybe it is Dragon Ball Z, actually, yeah. Is or it, Dragon Ball I Z. I think it's, it's some sort of Japanese uh, animation, was it, I think? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> it because he said it, his, his mum made it too hyped around the house. Made him hyped, oh, yeah. A lot of those YouTube videos make the kids hyped, you know. What YouTube videos? Some of the some when when my kids watch YouTubers, yeah. there's this guy called Collins Key. He's really hectic, right? He's always like making slime and being really hectic. And oh, I see. Fast, fast cut editing. Oh it yes, gives, it gives me a headache. But when the kids have been watching that, it sort of makes them hyped up and climbing the walls. Very different to the stuff that my YouTube algorithms give me, which for yeah. some <laughs> reason is like oh, right. seven minute Richard Hammond videos of engineering oh, really? projects. <laughs> this is the tallest building in the world, and I'm going to stand on the top of it. <laughs> he sort of ended up talking like Clarkson, didn't he? Obviously, Clarkson yeah, really does did, the yeah. kind of, yeah. down there, yeah. I'm going to open a farm on a farm. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to drive yeah. a tractor in a field. Whereas, actually, Richard Hammond didn't do the sort of beefiness, but he would still do that way of going, I'm Richard Hammond. Yeah. And I'm on YouTube. You know, it's sort of like, they say it like it's a punchline, even if it's not a punchline. Yeah. All three of them have the same way of talking, really, don't they? They all had to, to, to fall in line with, with um, Clarkson. Yeah, but that's what YouTube delivers me, like Richard Hammond at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, seeing them change the pitch to an NFL pitch, or him at the top of the Burj Jumeirah in uh, Dubai. It's, it's not going to make you hyped up, is it? No, I find it quite soothing, actually. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. how, because I don't watch Top Gear. Oh, I watched Clarkson's Farm, that's what it'll be. I've st yeah, I've still not watched that yet. Is it any good? It is good, yeah. Yeah, it's mm, good. Yeah, I must give it a watch. But that's what it is. I've I, I figured it out live on air. Um, Great. That's why YouTube <laughs> is giving me... I was like, why am I getting... All I do on YouTube is watch Oasis, so why am I being delivered Richard Hammond videos? <laughs> oh, Clarkson's Farm. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Well, that was the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Dyson? I did enjoy it, yeah. It was, it was all going off, wasn't it? Ronaldo, mugs, blankets, video um, nasties. Jeff Hurst. Family all, bants. It, really? Family bants, everything was there. Yeah. Jeff Hurst's family bants. Yeah. Ronaldo, <laughs> mugs, blankets. What more do you want? You know, if I, yeah. you know if someone said to you when you woke up on Saturday morning, or whenever you listen to this podcast, mm. today we're going to give you a mug, a blanket... And Jeff Hurst. Yeah, yeah. Who's not happy with that? Exactly. <laughs> if you're not happy with that, by the way, do tweet us at R&R Football and explain to us why. Because I, yeah. would I would love to know why. Yes, please do. And send us a catchphrase while you're at it. Send us a catchphrase, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, he needs a new catchphrase... And so do I. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we just can't help doing catchphrases, can we? No. Um, <laughs> please, please leave us a review on iTunes because it helps other rock and rollers find this show. Rock and rollers, man, yeah. We should probably leave it there for now, eh? <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.